Alberta Beef Producers is looking for the next provincial representative to the Canadian Cattle Youth Council. Apply today for the chance to represent Alberta cattle producers on a national and international level. Improve your resume with learning opportunities like board governance and media training. Expand your network in the industry and learn about the many ways you can get involved now and in the future. Nominees must be between the ages of 18 and 40 and an eligible cattle producer in Alberta. Applications close May 17, 2024. You can learn more by going to abpdaily.com. Today on this special edition of The Bovine, imagine you're in your grade 9 to 10 years on your way to school. You know you're getting close when you hit the gravel road. And when you bid farewell to your ride, you turn towards your classroom, an ATCO trailer in the middle of a field, surrounded by corrals, sheds, and a small quonset. Hi, and welcome back. I'm your host, Deborah Murphy. You may have had a chance to read Mary MacArthur's article, Connecting Agriculture to Curriculum in the Classroom, in ABP Magazine. It featured agriculture and agri-food initiatives happening in Alberta schools. And maybe you listened to one of our first audio pieces on ABP Daily, where we talked to Nicole Neubauer about Irvin School's Agriculture Discovery Center. Schools and school divisions across the province are finding unique ways to weave ag components into early learning experiences, and that's certainly the case with the farm school. We're going to flip it over now to Karen Schmid. Karen is the Beef Production and Extension Lead at Alberta Beef Producers, and today she's joining us from the farm school, where she has gone for a tour and is sitting down with staff and students to learn more. Thanks, Deborah. I'm here at the farm, live and on location, north of Airdrie in Rocky View County, and I'm with Matt Komastek, who is a teacher of the farm program, and he's going to talk about what the vision behind this unique agriculturally-based program is. Matt? Hey, uh, thanks for coming, Karen. So the farm was started by sort of the ideas of some pa- uh, parent coming to Rocky Schools Um, knowing that her child did so much better in terms of being able to do things to the best of their abilities when they were able to spend some time outside, spend some time working with the land, and spending some time getting to know how to work with animals. So with the support of Rocky View Schools and Alberta Agriculture, um, we were able to come up with the idea for the farm. Our idea is to give students an opportunity to learn in an authentic environment where they can pursue their learning in um, what they're interested in and how they're able to learn best. Our students are out here on 15 acres um, just north of Airdrie um, and we really give the students a lot of latitude to pursue their passions um, and also sort of give them the confidence to uh, ask to be able to learn in the way they they do best. Our vision is to uh, improve confidence in where uh, students know their food comes from, as well as um, connect them to their land in a way that is a little bit more difficult in urban environments. And also, to be honest, just to get kids outside more. Um, I think that we're missing a lot of that now, and I think it's so valuable for our students. That's a really, really interesting um, vision for the program. How, how do you get students enrolled, or, or how do they hear about it, and who, who decides who, who gets to attend? 
So uh, students apply to our program. There's a written application uh, that students can put in if they're a Rockview School student. And Mark and I, we go through the applications and uh, in conversations with school administrators and counselors and parents and other community leaders, we determine both who is going to be good for the farm and who the farm is going to be good for. Um, we try to balance out um, and we end up building a wonderful little community out here of students with very different learning needs um, and um, we see the good that we do for students and that to be honest that the students do for each other getting a diverse group out here um, really like improves students understanding their empathy um, and we also allow students don't have to write their application if they'd like to come out and do an interview with us we're happy to do that with students send in YouTube applications so it doesn't have necessarily have to be the strong writers or the strong academic students we just want to know who who's just going to make the farm a better place and who is going to be better for having been out here so i really liked that that you said not only like who would be good for the farm but who the farm would be good for so you're really really trying to elevate your student outcomes and and create the best learning environment possible it sounds like to me yeah, and I think that students as uh, students can be leaders in all sorts of different ways. And I think out here gives them a, uh, a tremendous opportunity to do so. I think that sometimes, well, oftentimes, students' skill sets aren't necessarily reflected in their grades all the time. Uh, you can have a student who is maybe not that strong of a writer or at reading comprehension, but is excellent at building things or coming up with designs. And out here, because their learning is reflected in all kinds of different ways, everybody can shine out here and i think that also just that gives the students confidence moving forward when they're out of here that again sometimes we uh, it's a little bit tougher to uh, to demonstrate in a traditional sort of learning environment seems like a really good opportunity for for learning problem solving skills as well uh, how do you balance kind of the the work on the farm versus the the regular curriculum core competencies that they they have to demonstrate well, so because we're not stuck in a semester program, uh, we have lots of flexibility in, uh, in the time that we have. So because we are able to move our courses year-round um, when the weather is nice like it is today, we're able to spend a little bit more time outdoors. Um, and then when during the winter months when uh, it's a little bit colder and a little bit more miserable out, then we really focus in on the academics um, and are able to spend more, more time there. We sort of do what we have to for chores and maintenance of buildings and animals, and then uh, sort of really get down to the work. And the students knowing that the, the carrot, if you will, is uh, that more time outside, um, more time with the animals and working uh, on growing their plants, they're motivated because they can see sort of the direct benefits um, of it. The nice thing too is because we end up having lots of students working outside in the in the spring and early summer. Some students who do need a bit of extra catch up, do need a bit of extra support, we can spend that time to get them caught up or the ones that want to work ahead, they're able to do that as well because we have fewer students in our classroom at that time. How many students do you have right now? We have 54 this year and we're going to expand to our max next year of 58. So that brings us right up to fire code. And that is grades 9 to 11, correct? Uh, it was 9 to 11 for the past two years. Next year, we're moving uh, into a 9 and 10 model just to allow us to sort of focus more on those course outcomes at the grades 9 and 10 level. 
is yeah. So next year will be just nine and ten. So so given you know you're you've got you've got animals, you've got um, you know maintenance of buildings, you've got gardening and all of these agricultural type things happening. Uh, what kind of resources did did you use to help? you know, teach the kids about animal welfare and good animal husbandry and management and all of those types of, of agricultural things? So um, I learned early in my teaching career that communities are full of teachers and, to be honest, are full of support. So we were able to secure funding through a grant from Alberta Agriculture. We got donations from uh, uh, Law of Laws was able to get us a donation. Farm Credit Canada was able to get us a donation. We have lots of community support, even the use of the land. So Rocky View County land is not exactly cheap, uh, particularly this close to Airdrie. So the Hanson family was able to uh, donate the use of this 15 acres. And to be honest, that was probably the biggest hurdle. Without that, we would absolutely not be here at all. And then as well as getting the, uh, the expertise, which is also uh, tremendously valuable, we, we have community people coming in. We've got a few agronomists that'll pop in to give our students um, some feedback on what we're growing or not growing, as the, was the case in the first year. As well as we had an advisory committee where we had animal health experts, people from Alberta Farm Animal Care um, has provided us like discounts on courses for our kids to sort of, uh, to learn how to take care of our animals. We also get, we have a few of our parents who um, have construction oriented businesses. So they were able to help with some of the buildings. Sate, they built us a shed. So they're third year carpentry students. They, their final project was to build a shed that was flat stacked and then we brought out here. So just the community, Airdrie, Rocky View County. Um, I know the community in like Cochrane and Chestmere are also very supportive, but just, no matter what, when anybody hears about us, we often just hear sort of two comments. I wish this would have been around when I was a kid. And how can we help? I wish this would have been around when I was a kid. You don't currently have any cattle uh, that the students are looking out after, but I did see some right across the fence. So they do get some exposure that way. Um, obviously, the listeners of the bovine are, are beef producers. Um, do you see maybe an opportunity for uh, some maybe raising bottle babies and, and then raising them up, finishing them up and maybe selling them as a fundraiser for the farm? So we have uh, we have looked into that. We sort of the, the fortunate slash unfortunate part is we had a couple calves that were lined up um, because they were not taking to their moms. But then it ended up working out. It happened to us three times where we were going to take on a calf, but then just made it a little bit easier for the producer. We wanted to work with uh, smaller animals first, right? And then sort of build up our, our capacity and our knowledge before we moved into larger ones. In the meantime, we've set up field trips to producers, which I think is just is so beneficial for the kids because I think there's a lot of bad press out there uh, around larger operations and it's just it's just not true. Um, it's, there's something amazing when you go out to see an operator that has uh, a big operation and how much care that they have for their animals. Things like the Verified Beef Plus program um, where you know, there's this focus on sustainability and animal welfare that just doesn't make good headlines. And so our kids, as opposed to seeing us taking care of a couple animals here, seeing what that actually looks like on a larger scale and that, you know, those uh, those elements of animal welfare and again, and sustainability are um, 
are huge to those producers. So I think we want to focus with the larger animals on actually going out to producers and seeing what that looks like um, on sort of the commercial scale. Because again, not only do we want to teach students where their food comes from, but also build that confidence. And then they end up, it's, it, our kids are the best ambassadors for not only our program, but for the local producers as well, because they will then go to their friends and say, you should see how this person, what they're doing with their cattle. Um, and, you know, I just learned how a dairy actually works, right? And so, yeah, with the larger animals, I think we'd we'd look at getting uh, a few here, but there's, you know, there's so much to learn from. Oh, and a lot of logistical challenges, I imagine, too, once you move into kind of the larger livestock as well. Um, but that's that's very cool that they, they're still getting exposure to industry through the program. And and I'm sure there's there's several of our listeners that would that would be happy to have you guys out uh, at any time. Yeah. And I'd love to. Yeah. If they uh, I'll reach out to them or they can reach out to me and the more that these students can see Airdrie was a small town it's not anymore and so I think that the more that we can get students from Airdrie and Cochrane and Chestermere and even some of the smaller towns like Crossfield um, get students out there and and, and seeing uh, not only how producers work but also the, the opportunities there are in, in agriculture is is a key part of what we're, we're, we're trying to do here. And there are a lot of opportunities in agriculture. Yeah, so you, you talk to the Airdrie's not small anymore. That's, that's very true. Do you see more interest from, from urban students or rural students? Urban. It started, we're um, uh, three to one, uh, urban to rural, but that is, we only have a small handful of, of rural students now. So. Interesting. And while I love those rural kids, um, I think, and of course the, our urban kids are, are great as well, but um, they, the amount that you can teach these youngsters that um, are kind of born and raised in the cities about food production and animal welfare, it just, it's so eye-opening for those students as well. Whereas a lot of, a lot of our, our practices and, you know, building maintenance and, you know, small engine mechanics, a lot of those rural kids, they, they kind of already know it because they've, they've had to. Um, so yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'll su- I suspect that our, our urban numbers will just go up is my guess. So well, and what a fantastic opportunity to really, really connect with, with agricultural consumers, right? Right right when they're learning, right? And give them the opportunities to see what it looks like, both from a very hands-on level and, and at a wider industry level as well. Matt, this has been a fantastic chat. Um, very, very happy you had me out here. Is there anything you missed that you want to add? You know, I just, uh, again, I want to um, sort of focus on, uh, or just restate how important the community was in not only getting us going, but also keeping us going. So um, everybody from, the Board of Trustees with Rockaby Schools, Senior Executive at Rockaby Schools, the Hanson family for uh, the use of the land, um, Alberta Agriculture, all of our, our supporters, everyone, including Alberta beef producers that, that wrote us the, the letter uh, for, the, for the grant. Like it, none of this would be possible without, without the community. And so seeing the benefit it does for our kids, I could just, I could never express all of my gratitude for, for what we've been able to do here. And now I'm here with Grace and Haley, two grade 10 students at the farm, and they just took me on a wonderful tour. Because you can't see and you're only listening, Grace and Haley are going to walk us through what kind of activities happen on the farm. Hi, I'm Grace. (laughs) 
And I'm Haley. And usually when we start to get to school, our first thing is usually check on the animals, kind of do chores, make sure they have food and water, and then get right down to schoolwork. Um, we do that for mostly the morning and then work on projects in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's usually our option period that we'll end up using most of our farm work. It's usually in the afternoon. And our day kind of consists of like feeding all the animals, making sure all their enclosures are up to date and that they're all healthy and happy. So what kind of animals do you have on the farm? We have a pig. We have a, quite a few chickens. We have a few bunnies, some sheep, like quite a variety of animals. And you're also building a greenhouse? Yeah, so we're building a passive solar greenhouse, which means that it'll take in the, um, the energy from the sun and it'll heat up um, either a clay or dirt or kind of blocks. Right now we're using cinder blocks and um, so that'll absorb the sun's heat and then uh, it'll heat up the whole greenhouse all the way, almost all the way through winter. And um, we'll cover it up with a blanket to keep the heat in at night and that's mostly how they work. What do you think you'll grow <laughs> in the greenhouse? We'll usually probably end up growing tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, anything that'll like grow on a vine. What what do you do with the, the eggs or the vegetables um, when they're ready to be harvested or or picked? A lot of the vegetables and eggs that end up be, like being produced on the farm will either be sold or handed out to families who are a part of the farm. Oh, very cool. Giving back to the community. And so a lot of the, the structures and things that we saw in our tour, most of the product was donated, right, from the community? Yes. Oh, that's very excellent. Um, a lot of support for this program, clearly. Absolutely. Uh, what drew you to participate in something like the farm? Well, for me personally, like my old teacher was Comistics, my other, my current teacher's sister. So... I knew about the farm for a while, but it wasn't until we actually had like the assembly at our school that I went in and learned more about the farm. And it quite appealed to me in the fact that it's not like the average school. You can do everything that you would on a regular school, but on a farm. So you have more opportunities to like talk to people and learn new things that you wouldn't generally learn in a regular high school setting. And for me, it, after the assembly, um, I, I was interested in agriculture and I wanted to, I was thinking about pursuing it as a career in the future. Um, so I, and I, my grandparents live on a farm, so I always liked going to their farm and helping out there. And so coming to the school, I was hoping that it would be just like going to my grandparents' house and learning more about it. And I liked that I could still do all the academic stuff. And I think it's really helped me decide what I want to do in the future. So yeah. oh, for sure. What what is your favorite part about the farm? I like the community a lot, like the people that we get to interact with and go learn more about what they do and how they interact on their farm. It's definitely broadened my horizons on agriculture and how to like interact socially with new people. And I like how we get to be outside more and not just stuck in a classroom. That's definitely a bonus. Being stuck in a classroom was not my favorite part of school either. No. So what do you think makes the, the farm so special as a program? It's very unique as a program. We, far as we know, in Alberta, there are no other pro like programs that do what we do quite like how we do it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Grace and Haley. <laughs> I really appreciate the tour and all of our listeners are going to be very sad that they missed out on the tour that I just got. And thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. 
I'm certainly sad for missing out. That was Karen Schmidt of Alberta Beef Producers from the Farm School near Airdrie, Alberta. You can find out more about the Farm School by heading to rvsthefarm.com and find updates on Twitter, rvsthefarm1, and Instagram, rvsthefarm. That's all for this episode, this special episode of The Bovine. Stay tuned to ABP Daily and your favorite podcast apps for our next episode. And hey, are you involved in a unique program that supports ag education in schools? We'd love to hear about it. Tag us on social or send us an email, podcasting at albertabeef.org. Until next time. <laughs>